Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. but probably by the end, a very relaxing week for yours truly. I'm going on vacation starting this week. We leave on Wednesday morning. Uh, the reason I, I'm letting you guys know this is to let you know that the podcast will not stop. I'm still going to be doing three podcasts a week, which until probably spring training at some point will be the norm going forward as we reach kind of the doldrums of the offseason, though the way things have gone this year, all, all the entire offseason has been doldrums. It's been so, so quiet. It's been like pulling teeth, just waiting for news to kind of leak out. So hopefully we get some to talk about here soon. On today's show, we are going to talk about a little bit of sad Tigers news that broke regarding the injury to one of the Tigers' more prominent prospects. Segment two, there was a little bit of news potentially regarding some trades that may or may not go down. The Cincinnati Reds may be looking to ship some starting pitchers. We'll talk about whether or not that's a feasible thing uh, for the Detroit Tigers, but we'll start off with the sad news that I I mentioned just a a few seconds ago, and that's that Alex Fajardo, former first-round pick of the Detroit Tigers back in 2017, a decorated uh, pitcher in college, was College World Series MVP uh, the year that he won it with Florida back in 2017. That was an incredible team with him and Brady Singer, and I believe Dane Dunning was on that team as well. He was the Tigers' first-round pick in 2017. Had some forearm issues in Toledo this season. Matt Manning did as well. It seems like Manning, that was more of a precautionary thing, and he has since recovered and is ready to pitch in 2021. That will not be the case, sadly, for Alex Fajardo, who has a UCL tear and will require Tommy John surgery very soon and will miss all of 2021. You know, Lynn Henning, who obviously forever forever controversial for I mean, I get why. I know some people don't share his opinions on things, but he brought up that Tommy John surgery uh, is the equivalent of what military service used to be like for Major League ball players, where you go away for a year or two, you do what you have to do, you deal with the hardship, and then you come back better than ever. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, but you, the, but there is truth to the fact that this was inevitable at some point with one of these guys, and, you know, knock on wood, you don't want to see it again, but it will probably happen with another one of these guys, and I've talked about this so many times, so many times, and I, I, I hate, hate the fact that I'm going to end up being right. I don't want to be right here. There are people in this world, I've talked about it before, there are people who would prefer to see the Tigers suck and Illich suck and Avila suck and the team suck because it would validate their opinion. I do not want that. I want everything I've ever said about these guys to be wrong. I want I want to root for a winning team. I want to root for a team that develops talent and has great prospects and young, exciting players that, that, that pan out and become stars. But I have talked about from the beginning 
This is the risk you run when you base an entire rebuild around starting pitching. It is inevitable that guys are going to get injured. I wish Alex Fiedo all the best. I, I will say as well, when he was drafted, there were a lot of people that felt like the Tigers stretched a little bit getting him as early as they did. And the biggest reason for it, it wasn't stuffed sinker-slider combo in college that was really devastating. I mean, you watch a pitch at Florida, he was fantastic, but mechanics were an issue. Uh, kind of a, a wonky wind-up, wonky delivery, a lot of moving parts, and a, a wind-up that I remember there was an article several years ago that said that his kind of motion when he pitches is one that lends itself to a lot of injuries, and the Tigers, in fairness to them, have tried really, really hard to fix that. They've tried really, really hard to adjust his mechanics, and you know what? His mechanics have improved. Not nearly as wonky, not as many moving parts. It is They are a lot cleaner. I still believe in Alex Fiedo. I do, but I, I, I do not believe the notion, the idea that pitchers come back better from Tommy Johns. I think they can come back smarter from Tommy John surgery. I think a prime example of that is someone like Steven Strasburg. Steven Strasburg has had a you know a phenomenal career, right? I mean, one of the best October pitchers of all time, multiple all-star seasons, finished in the top five to ten in Cy Young voting many times, was unbelievable in October in 2019, where he won World Series MVP. But you go back and watch his early starts, you go back and watch his starts in college, and you go back and watch his debut start against the Pirates in 2010, some of the greatest stuff I've ever seen. I mean, a fastball that was peaking at 102, change up in the low 90s, I mean, devastating, devastating stuff. Still has great stuff, but it's weaker. He's become a smarter pitcher, he's become a more cerebral pitcher, his location has been better, but in terms of pure stuff, you can't tell me that the guy who made his debut in 2010 against the Pirates is less lethal than the guy who's pitching for the Nationals right now. This is the danger that comes with developing starting pitchers. And look, it's it needs to be noted. And I feel very bad for Alex Fido. I probably should have let off with that. I feel really bad for the guy. I, I think that he will bounce back. I, I hope that he can get to a point where he's pitching in the major leagues. I think one of these low, I wouldn't even say low level. I mean, he's in the top 10 in terms of Tigers prospects. He was a first round pick, but outside of the big ones, outside of probably the big five where you have the three pitchers and you have, uh, you have green and you have Torkelson in the, in those position player slots. One of those guys, whether it be Wentz, who also, you know, just had Tommy John last year or Fiedo or any one of these lower level guys, one of these guys really needs to have some sort of breakout. You need one of these guys to have a solid career at the major league level level because you kind of need to have that luck involved if you want to build a champion. You know, no one thought Kyle Hendricks was going to be winning ERA titles when the Cubs acquired him, but you know, he turned out to be very, very good. You need a little bit of luck, which in in fairness to this organization, they haven't had a lot of. And I've discussed that before. You make your own luck. You make, you know, the decisions you make lend yourself to being lucky and or unlucky. This is a team that's made a lot of boneheaded decisions in terms of who they've signed, who they've traded for, but they've also had some some pretty devastating injuries and Fiedo can be added to that list. This is really unfortunate. I hope he comes back strong. I think he, we probably, if all things would have gone correctly, probably would have seen him at some point in Comerica in 2021. That's obviously not going to happen. He won't be pitching, but you wish him the best. Uh, really devastating, but if it's any consolation, you know, you never want to see it happen. Tommy John is, is a killer, but if it's any consolation, I'd rather this happen now than happen when he's 
pitching well at the major league level just because it's it's less devastating for the organization. You know, you still have a lot of pieces that you can work with down in the minor leagues. Alex Fido, Tommy John surgery will miss all of 2021. When we come back, going to talk about some news that broke, I believe, Saturday night and maybe even Sunday morning about what the Cincinnati Reds are potentially looking to do with some of their pitchers, and we're going to see if uh, any of those guys could potentially be targets for the Detroit Tigers. We'll be right back. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. The holidays are about giving, so I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today wherever you get your podcasts. Chris Castellani here on December 21st, host of Locked On Tigers. Thank you for tuning in today. So some news was reported over the weekend that the Cincinnati Reds were reportedly discussing Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray in trade talks. These were are two guys who have been two of the better pitchers in the National League over the last couple seasons. I, I don't get the Reds. I don't get the Reds at all. The Reds, last year it seemed like the Reds were going all in and they didn't have a great team. I, I mean, a lot of people thought that they were dangerous going into the postseason and they had a great rotation. The offense hasn't really been able to put it all together. Eugenio Suarez, again, 60 games, I know, but Eugenio Suarez kind of took a step back a season ago. It's been a weird team and a weird organization. They've kind of dipped their toe in the pond and then pulled it out really fast because the water feels a little bit too cold over the last several years. But the one thing that has been really consistent for them over the last couple seasons has been the rotation. It's been really solid with Castillo and with Bauer and with Sonny Gray. And now I think they may be looking to blow it up. I mean, I won't say blow it up. Because I think what they're trying for, I think they believe that they have a legitimate rotation. I think they want to acquire some offense. I felt like they did that last season when they got Moustakis and they got Nick Castellanos and Joey Votto, you know, not what he used to be, but is still an on-base percentage machine. The question that arises, obviously, with every single one of these pieces of news that drops is, is this a potential location for the Detroit Tigers? Could the Tigers potentially acquire one of these guys? And unfortunately, I got to preface it by saying that they won't because I don't know what they want to do. And that's what's so frustrating is if they had some sort of concrete plan, if Avila came out and just said, hey, you know what? We don't think it's in our best interest right now to spend a ton of money. We don't believe it's in our best interest to go out and sign a bunch of big-time free agents to these bloated contracts because those bloated contracts are kind of what got us in to that predicament several years ago when we got Zimmerman and Lowe and Pelfrey and we signed Victor to that extension. We're not going to do that, but we promise we're going to have a competitive team and we're going to supplement the young guys we got coming up through the farm system with some cheap but really effective position players, and we think we're going to take a step forward in 2021. If they did that, if they came out and said it, I'd have no problem, honestly. 
But they, they don't. They just say, hey, we're not going to spend. Okay, you're not going to spend a lot of money. What are you going to do? Because your goal needs to be, we need to have a better baseball team, period. And you have the money for it. Don't cry poverty because of COVID. You're one of the richest teams in the world, and you have the fourth lowest payroll in baseball currently. There is no concrete plan. I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but I, every time I talk about this, it drives me nuts. When Theo Epstein got to Chicago, and yeah, I know, Theo, I bring him up all the time. He's my idol. But the reason, that, the reason he's my idol is because he does a great job. He knew what he was doing. When he got to Chicago, he said, look, we're gonna, we may have to go back before we go forwards here. In five years, I'm going to have a team that's going to be good enough to win the World Series. In year five, they won a World Series. I mean, you talk about a rebuild done to perfection. I think the White Sox have been a prime example of that. And yes, punchlines this offseason, them going out and getting La Russa, totally ill-advised, and it's probably going to backfire. But they came out and said after 2016, we're not competing right now. We're not a competitive team. We're not going anywhere. We're going to rebuild this thing. We're going to blow this thing up. And they acquired just this unbelievable amount of elite prospects, and it turned them into a team that last year made the postseason for the first time since 2008. Yeah, they hired an idiot as their manager, and that was really stupid. I would still much, much rather be in their position than in the Tigers' position right now. So they're not going to make these moves. I'm in fantasy land right here, but could they? Could they make these moves? Uh, I think Sonny Gray's peaked. I, I, don't, I don't think Sonny Gray is a guy that, if I'm the Tigers, given the, the current helping of prospects that they have. I'm not dishing out any of the big guys to acquire a Sonny Gray. And, you know, obviously your farm system became a lot more thin, losing Alex Fiedo, who was not one of the elite arms in this system, but was still a good arm and somebody that you could have potentially packaged in a trade deal. And then that leaves you with Luis Castillo. Like, Luis Castillo is one of my favorite pitchers in baseball. I remember when the Tigers opened the year last year against the Reds. I was extremely complimentary of him, and I still am. I think that he has some of the best stuff in baseball, one of the most unique arm slots, and some of the best stuff. I mean, in in elite, lethal changeup, arguably the best in baseball. He may have surpassed Steven Strasburg, in my opinion, in terms of the nastiest change piece in baseball. It won't happen. Could it happen, given the system that the Tigers have? It'd be really difficult, and I think right now where the Tigers are positioned, your goal is we can't trade away any of the big five. The big five being the three pitchers, the, that three-headed monster with Mize Manning and Scooball, then you have Torkelson and Green. After that, I think the Reds would probably hang up the phone because they would want to acquire one of those big five. I understand why. I don't think the Tigers uh, would give anything up for them. But if you're not going to trade away one of your elite prospects, you're going to have to trade away uh, a heavy helping of prospects. That's kind of what the Indians have been good at recently. Like they traded Clevenger and they didn't get back like a centerpiece of that deal that a lot of people felt like was going to set the world on fire. But they got back back like five guys who are probably at some point going to end up contributing for them, especially given their affinity for developing solid major league talent, especially in terms of starting pitching. So you'd probably have to offer like a heavy helping of your farm system. You'd have to offer, you know, pre-injury, probably Fiedo, maybe a Burroughs, maybe a Wenzel Perez, and possibly, you know, even an Isaac Paredes. And per- would I make that deal, personally? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I would. Like, would I offer Isaac Paredes in a deal for Luis Castillo? I would, yeah. Luis Castillo is one of the best pitchers in baseball. I take him. And I, I know a lot of people are excited about Isaac Paredes and think he's going to be really good. I think he'll be solid as well, but he's young. And not to mention, like, you have Candelario right now who's playing first. Torkelson at some point will take the third base 
spot. So then what do you do with Paredes? Do you DH him? I mean, you still got Miggy for a few more years, so I don't think you want to put Paredes, who's in his early 20s, at DH and have Miggy play the field when he can't. I know Hinch has talked about it, but Candy's probably going to man first base for the next several years anyway. Then you you do what? You move Paredes to left field? Uh, sure, I guess. I don't know. Like I, That's the thing. At this point, I, I understand upside in terms of some of these prospects, but there's a lot of guys where it's like, look, at a certain point, that's why you build the farm system you build, so you can get guys back who are elite talents that can help you win now. It's not going to happen. I'd like to see it happen. I think Luis Castillo is a phenomenal talent, but uh, I, I don't get what the Reds are doing here. I don't know if they're trying to compete or not. That's a very strange organization. I don't know if they're in on Trevor Bauer or not. John Heyman reported that he's too expensive for them, and then Trevor Bauer came out and said, that's not true. It's a mess, but I would much rather at this point be involved in a mess than what the Tigers are involved in, which is seemingly just a giant pile of nothing. It was this week, a year ago, that they signed Scope and Crone. And before then, there was like a little bit of traction. You kind of heard their names being linked to some of those guys. I've heard nothing. I think this is going to be one of those off-seasons. And in fairness, it's not just them. It's not just them. I think this is going to be one of those off-seasons where some of the big signings aren't going to sign until like February or March for a couple of reasons. One, that's just kind of the, the flow of this offseason. It's been slow as molasses. But two, I, I think the season might end up getting pushed back. And so what's the point? March at that point becomes the equivalent of what January or December is if you move the season back two months. So very strange times. And it, it doesn't make for a lot of fun when recording a baseball podcast when there's not a whole lot of news. But hey, guess what? We got through another show today and that will do it for today's program. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. Still in the midst of my social media cleanse been about, I don't know, 20-something days, I think, since I last sent out a tweet. But if you want to, you can still follow me there. I'll be back at some point. You can follow the show on Twitter at Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a written positive five-star review of this program. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in today. I'll be back here on Wednesday, hopefully, with a little bit more news. I will see you then. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.